Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of TC Live, presented all week by Verbo. Hardcourt action today from three different cities as the men and women get ready to get into form before the U.S. Open gets underway next Monday. Coming up on this edition of TC Live, a showdown of one-handed backhands highlighted the action on Tobacco Road as Dominic Team and Igor Dimitrov battled each other from the baseline. Meanwhile, no matter how far she goes in Cleveland, France's Alizé Cornet is on the verge of entering the Grand Slam record book. We'll explain her milestone. And with Serena Williams preparing for her final U.S. Open, world number one Iga Sviantec shares her thoughts on Serena's legacy as we continue our tennis honors series. And hey, everybody, welcome inside our Santa Monica, California studios. Rob Simulkir here. Mark Knowles and the man they call Chisel right here on my right, Nick Monroe. And what is the story behind that nickname, Mark? Well, I mean, I'm probably one of the few people that have seen Nick Monroe without a shirt on, and that's why he's Chisel. He is definitely Mr. Chisel. You know, I'm just trying to be as smooth as Mark Knowles. I mean, let's be honest, this guy's one of the smoothest guys out there, so I just try to be as smooth as him. You know, we should get you and Prakash maybe in a bodybuilding I contest. I don't think I could ever. No here. one can ever talk Prakash. I mean, that guy, like, you know. Benches 500 pounds. I mean, that guy's some, insane. We got some serious <laughs> muscle here on Tennis Channel. All right. Well, yeah. we certainly had some uh, muscle in on the courts today as we check out this battle of the one-handed backhands. Dominic Team, the former U.S. Open champion, against the number one seed in this tournament, Grigor Dimitrov. Yeah, this promised to be a fascinating matchup. A matchup of two former top five players, and Dimitrov got off to a quick start, saved a couple of break points in his opening game, showed his athleticism, ran away with that first set six love. The last. Last time team had lost a set six love, it was against Dimitrov at the Australian Open in 2021. And then all of a sudden, team started to show a little more variety, use the drop shot. And then my man here, Nick Monroe, noticed in this game that Grigor Dimitrov started pulling the trigger a little early. A couple of errors came from Dimitrov. We weren't alarmed quite yet, but then we got very alarmed because all of a sudden, Dimitrov did not make a play on this ball. And believe it or not, called for the trainer, the tournament director doctor excuse me and you can see he was in a lot of discomfort and we think with the reports are dizziness and it really came on quickly so sad to see for Grigor Dimitrov because he was playing some terrific tennis up a set and a break a disappointing end for him and a surprising win for Dominic team getting some momentum going now he spoke about it after the match well there's nothing uh, or not much to say you know just um, all the best to Grigor I hope that uh, he's getting healthy very soon again. Obviously, it was very intense last night and uh, not so easy to, to get out here again today and uh, have the full intensity. Um, so first set was obviously not that good. Um, but then it, it got a little bit better. And uh, yeah, as I said, the only good thing uh, about this uh, match today is that, I, that I'll get another chance tomorrow. 
And Nick, such a disappointment there for Grigor Dimitrov, really in control of that match, and it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, as Noel said, I mean, he was he was down Love 40 in his first service game, and it kind of looked like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe sorry, team would get a, a, a easy quick break, but then um, Dimitrov found a way to get back into the match. I mean, he started serving well. He was hitting big off the forehand, was coming in, using the short slice, really changing it up on Dominic Team, and Dominic Team was struggling with it. But towards the middle of that second set, I felt like Dimitrov started pulling the trigger on the forehand, and, and it just kind of really came out of nowhere. We talk about blood sugar and how fast something like that can happen. And, and you know, at two all, he was hitting the second serve and not really doing well on the second serves, but pulling the trigger. And then at 2-4, like, you know, looked like he was about to pass out. And you just really hope he's okay. I mean, we talked about maybe you can have a Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, something to kind of get your blood sugar up. But he didn't even try that and, and just kind of said, you know what, I've had enough. So hopefully he's doing okay. And, Mark, for Dominic team, you know, this is a chance for him to try to get some momentum going. Hasn't had a chance to play on the hard courts much since he came back from the wrist surgery, and now he's got himself another match. Yeah, you know, he had a nice win over J.J. Wolf, obviously, in the opening round where he saved two match points. And we wanted to know how he would pull up today. Not much time to recover. He got off to a sluggish start. It was great play from Dimitrov, but team did not look full flight. He started to turn things around. And like he said just there in the interview, he's got a chance tomorrow. So this is actually a blessing for him because he can actually get some rest, recover, and he should be pretty solid tomorrow. All right, well, someone who was solid last year in this tournament, Ilya Ivashka, trying to defend his title from Winston-Salem last year. He's never lost a match at this tournament. Back on court today, taking on Peter Goyovchik. Yeah, you know what, not easy to defend a title when you have to try to defend 250 points. Maybe you come in with a little bit of pressure. But Ivashka, you know, he loves these courts. It's a medium pace, so he has a lot of time to fire big forehands, kind of take control of points. And same for Goyalchek. He was trying to come in. He was trying to put a little pressure on Ivashka. But Ivashka was just finding a way to hit great passing shots. Ivashka served 73% first serve percentage, only faced two break points. And so he's one of two on those two break points. But you see how quick Ivashka was around the court and kind of feels at home there in Winston-Salem. You know, it's only about an hour away from my alma mater, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and he's really loving that North Carolina home cooking is Ivashka after winning 6-4, 6-2. Good to keep moving if you're Ilya Ivashka. So Ivashka will stay in it as he defends that title. Meanwhile, in Cleveland now, and we check in on Alizé Cornet, who's setting some milestones this summer. Got her 500th career win yesterday, and check this out. At the U.S. Open next week, she will enter that tournament. It'll be her 63rd straight Grand Slam main draw. That's a new record for the women, so an underrated career for the French woman. I mean, that's unbelievable stuff, what you just said right there. I mean, she is so hot, such a hot player right now. And Towson, I mean, she's a big hitter of the ball, so it's always going to be tough against a player like Clara Towson because you're going to have to be ready to play a lot of defense, hit some amazing lobs, as we saw Elise Cornet do there. And you see her trying to, having to play a lot of defense with Cornet. She was 86% first serve points one, so she did a great job of defending her first serve. Faced five of six, had six break points that she faced and was able to kind of fight off, all, fight off all of those. But Elise Cornet, she's such a great fighter. You know, you see the wrapping around her leg, but she just always finds a way to kind of dig through matches, find a way to put one more ball back in play and make her opponent have to find a way to get through. And this time, Towson just had too many unforced errors, and Elise Cornet is moving through.
The young Dane, Clara Towson, falling to the experienced Frenchwoman who's setting those milestones. Sophia Kennan, she broke an 11-match losing streak with her win yesterday over a qualifier trying to keep the momentum going against Irina Begut. Yeah, you said it, Rob. I mean, she's looking to try to win back-to-back -back matches for the first time since Adelaide at the start of the season, and it went very well for Sophia Kennan. She played very well, dictated from the back of the court, something we've seen often throughout her career. And more importantly, she was 4 of 4 on break points. So she took her chances with big ground strokes, but she was very effective with all of her shots. She mixed in a couple drop shots. She had some powerful groundies. And more importantly, she looked to exude some confidence on the court, something that's been lacking so far this season. Kennan trying to get her own momentum going into her home slam to the U.S. Open. And she comes up here on match point against Begu, sails long, and so Sophia Kennan has to be feeling good. She gets another match to play in Cleveland as she tries to get going for the U.S. Open. To Granby, Quebec we go now, just outside of Montreal. Weather was an issue there today. A lot of matches get, got rained out, but one match that did complete, Daria Kasakina having a great hard court season. Yeah, it's great to see somebody like Kazakina, a top 10 player in the event here. She had a nice run in San Jose, obviously, a couple weeks ago, but she lost in the opening round of her previous two tournaments, so she took the wild card. She wants to get some match practice, and she looked very good early. She dropped the opening set in her first round against Greet Minen, but today, very aggressive, using her power very effectively, took the opening set rather easily and then more importantly right at the start not a letdown continued to dictate play was really good with her movement as well got forward on that one nicely got the early break and was really in cruise control serving well and also defending well when she had to and how about the angle on that forehand there creates the easy put away with the backhand so really nice stuff from Kazakina but unfortunately as we saw throughout the day in Granby up a set in five love, Nick. She had to leave the court, so she'll have to continue tomorrow. Just so close to finishing that match, absolutely. A little bit of work to do. And Kasakina, Nick, the win in San Jose that Mark mentioned, a top 10 player now. No clear favorite in my book, at least, for the Open next week. You got to at least have her on the list. No, absolutely. You have to. I mean, look, she lost to her last two uh, tournaments in the first round, but now she's getting some matches under her belt. She's starting to feel more confident. And just to see her movement, I mean, she's got great spin on the forehand. She kind of had her opponent on the string through most of the match tonight. And, you know, now have to come back 6-3, 5-love. Not easy to do, but yeah, she, she's got to be somewhat of, of, of somebody to look at to go deep in the tournament. I mean, she has 10 in the world. She has all the shots and great defense. So I'd be looking for her. And, Rob, did you say no clear-cut favorite in the women's game? I mean, have we seen yeah. different multiple champions you know, in the women's with, side? Of with, course we have. Exactly. That's what we do in women's tennis. Even yeah. though Sviantek's had this incredible year, she hasn't played a lot on the hard court since the clay season. She's been quiet. Yeah. On the hard, especially, pretty much if you put your name forward, you've got a shot if you come in with confidence. And that's part of why Kazakina entered this week. She had a great run in San Jose, but then lost two matches in a row. She wants more confidence going into the year's final major. All right, we'll, come, we'll take a quick break. When we come back here on TC Live, more highlights from the hard courts all around North America. Plus, Big Foe and other Americans getting set for their home slam. We'll talk about who's in form when we come back here on TC Live. TC Live is presented by Verbo, a place for together.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And we're back on TC Live, presented by Verbo. And before the Grand Slam action begins in New York next week, you can tune in each morning for TC Live at the U.S. Open. It's a two-hour pregame show featuring highlights, match previews, guests, and much more. All starts Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. There's Serena practicing on Ash Stadium, getting ready to start her U.S. Open. And, of course, everybody in the tennis world raising their hand to sing the praises of Serena Williams, including Igor Fiontek. If I would have one message to Serena Williams, it would be just, you know, showing how much I appreciate uh, what she has done and how much grateful I am for doing everything so good, you know, because she shows us that it's possible and she shows us that there's hope for us that we can, you know, uh, win so many tournament, but also be a mother and play at the same time and also have a really great business and play tennis at the same time and keep your focus. So her legacy is huge, so it's pretty hard to choose only a couple of things. <laughs> Serena Williams, all getting ready for that big farewell next week. Meanwhile, a guy just showing up at the party, Maxime Cressy, trying to get himself potentially into the seated conversation at the U.S. Open next week. We'll talk about it, show some highlights when we get back. To Cleveland we go now for tennis in the land. Alexandra Sasnovich taking on Sarah Soribes-Tormo. Yeah, Sasnovich was a little bit inconsistent early on in this match, but she started finding her range later on in the first set. Played a great second set to Sasnovich. You see her up to love, 40 love, and, and this lob here to get the break to go 3-0. And, and then she kind of had to grind in the third set after she got over the second set but again she faced five sorry ten break points saved five of those and she's got just a great game she's able to come forward she takes time away from her opponent got a big forehand and again as we see here in the third set kind of had to fight through these difficult situations tough deuce game here but the power of Sasnovich is just too much at times for her opponent and she was able to come away with a victory that was obviously well needed before Grand Slam so Rebus Tormo had to play a long match in her first match there, so she is out in her next round. Back to Winston-Salem we go now. Maxime Cressy having himself a great summer. Won his first title in Newport, gearing up for a run at the U.S. Open. Yeah, Maxime Cressy, I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Got such a big game. Look at the passing shot there for such a tall man. He moves extremely well. He serves big as well. Had 13 aces throughout this match. Probably six or seven of those were second serve aces. But he's hitting the ball big from the baseline now as well. You know, he always know him that he likes to come forward and play at the net but now he's finding a way to kind of hit through the ball a little bit more from the baseline and not just be a serving volley player and look at that on the run finding the extra space and got the advantage here against Duckworth and everything he needed to get that first set using you know they played in the middle of the day so it's pretty hot in the middle of the day there in Winston-Salem so that helps his serve 
mean, this guy was dropping cannons out there. Won 90% of his first serve points won, 71% second serve points won. You're pretty much going to win every single match when you have totals like that. And as we talked about before, he's live ranking 34 in the world. So I think every player in the tournament hopes this guy is seeded at the U.S. Open. They do not want to face him in the first round if you're a top seed. Bodek Van Dezenschulp, who had his big breakout moment at the Open last year, getting ready for another run in New York, taking on his countrymen here, Talon Greeksport. Yeah, Van Dezenschulp in the far court there. He's wearing the black shorts. This was an interesting matchup. First matchup at tour level. They'd played twice at the challenger level. They know each other well. It was kind of a feeling out process early, but an excellent running forehand there from Van Dezenschulp. Gave him the break. He served 4-5-4, four four, did not hold, got broken, and then at 6-5 here, he comes up with an absolute beauty on the run with the squash shot on the forehand. He secured the opening set 7-6, and then he got the early break in the second. The thing that Van de did better than Greekspor in this match was move forward. He did so much better at the net, and that really was the difference, because it was a close match. Even though it was straight sets, there was a lot of close points in this match, but Van de got the better of the matchup. And we get a look at our Verbo tournament summary and a look at the U.S. Open men's qualifying that's underway in New York. Our man, Chris Eubanks, getting the win. Congrats to him. And also Brandon Holt, Tracy Austin's son, getting a win. So good day on the men's side for the Tennis Channel family. On the women's side, another Tennis Channel uh, personality, Eugenie Bouchard, gets the win as well. Yeah, nice to see Jeannie get the win. And big win there for Holt, right? That's Tracy Austin's son. So nice wins for those players. Also, by the way, that, that podcast that Serena's in with Meghan Markle, I listened to it a bit, really worth a listen, very good. All right, let's check in on this. Brett Haber, the International Tennis Hall of Fame, announcing our friend and colleague, fellow Dartmouth College alum, Brett Haber, has been named an official ambassador and voice of the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Mark, how do you get a gig like that? Well-deserved, but I I'm interested because I normally refer to him as Mr. Haber. Now that he's Ambassador <laughs> Haber, do I have to curtsy? Do I have to kneel? Do I have to bow? Yeah. I don't know how to address Brett anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll just open the door for him every time we leave Tennis Channel. I'll open his front door for him so he can get in the car. I mean, this guy is on point. That is for sure, Brett Haber. Well, congratulations to Brett. A nice honor for him, and uh, I know he'll certainly uh, enjoy the title of Ambassador of the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, we move on and check out uh, this one, which is uh, a really cool one that I want to hear more about from you, Nick. The Thomas J. Henry All-American Cup will be held in San Antonio in November. What is this all about, Nick? Yeah, this is something I'm extremely excited about. It's something I've been, been working on for the last couple years, kind of an idea that came through COVID, just trying to find a way for us Americans as players to play tournaments. And you know what? It just so happens that out of the 16 guys we have in the top 100, eight of those guys were born on the West Coast, eight were born on the East Coast. So we have great captains in Bob and Mike Bryan. So what it's going to be is All-America Cup, East versus the West in San Antonio, Texas, November 11th to 13th, top five players on each side. So on the West side, you've got Taylor Fritz, Marco Sharon, Mackie McDonald, Steve Johnson. And on the, on the east side, you've got Isner, Tiafo, Kudla, Sock. Uh, who else am I missing? So we have a great list of guys uh, going up against each other. So VIP packages are on sale right now. And September 3rd, all the tickets will be sale for the public. But it's all American Cup, but it would be way better if you had a Bahamian. Is there a wild card? <laughs> we'll bring you an assistant coach. We always need a Bahamian in there. All right, I love it. a little East Coast versus West Coast yeah. action. All right, when we come back, we'll look ahead to what we've got coming up 
tomorrow on Tennis Channel. It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time in Cleveland and in Granby, Canada. Then the men in Winston-Salem get underway at 2 o'clock Eastern time. We'll have TC Live right after all the action. We'll take a break, come back, and give you the hot shot of the day here on CC Live in a minute. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to TC Live, our hot shot of the day. This is a nod to Ben Shelton, the college superstar who announced today he is going pro. Yeah, I mean, this guy is one extreme athlete. You see his athleticism here. That's a Rafa hook around the post there. And he's just so much fun to watch. I mean, we've seen between the leg shots. We've seen about everything in the book from this guy. And he's just so, such a likable player, always has a smile. I've been able to be in the locker room with him quite a lot, Ben Shelton. This guy loves to play basketball, too. He was dunking in Chicago with the challenger there. He's such a great athlete. But as you said, he's going pro. I'm sure his dad at the University of Florida is excited for him, but would love to have him back in college as well. But he's definitely going to be excited for him. So, Nick, I played tennis with his dad, Brian Shelton. Brian Shelton got to 55 in the world on the ATB Tour. What do you take in there? Is he going to surpass his dad ultimately on um, the ATB Tour? I'm going to have to say he's going to have to surpass him. I'm, I'm saying this guy's an extreme athlete and in the top 20. A lot of excitement for his debut at the Open next week. Meanwhile, tomorrow on Tennis Channel, Center Court coverage starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time with Dominic Team taking on British superstar in up-and-coming Jack Draper. And then Stevie Johnson in action against Richard Gasquet. Yeah, that'll be an interesting match. Stevie Johnson has 17 wins in Winston-Salem. Very comfortable there. Gasquet, it'll be the fourth meeting between them. Gasquet has a 2-1 to one advantage. They haven't played since 2016. That'll be a very interesting match. I'm going to keep my eye on that one. What do you yeah. like tomorrow? Oh, well, I think, obviously, with that match, I mean, Stevie Johnson feels so comfortable there in Winston-Salem. And even though Gasquet's up 2-1 to one in, in the head-to-head, Stevie just feels comfortable with the medium-paced courts, the big forehand that he's going to be able to use, and also his slice. It's really going to affect Gasquet. He's probably going to try to bring Gasquet in a little bit with that slice. But I like, I like Stevie J in that one. Barbora Krichikova in action tomorrow as well. World number two against Bernarda Pera. And you know, she's really been struggling, Krichikova, to get back on form. She, of course, had the great run. Uh, French Open champion, but looking to find some momentum going into the Open. What do you look for? Yeah, the hard part for Krajikova, she had that right elbow surgery, so really trying to get the momentum back. So we watched her in her previous match. She struggled a little bit on the forehand, and that's really been the one that's been giving her trouble. Perra has been playing some excellent tennis, two titles in the last couple of weeks, so she's full of confidence. This is a true test to see where Krajikova is. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the serve is going to be something to look for from Kaichikova. Sometimes the second serve can go off on her a little bit. And if she's missing that second serve or missing her target, Benara Pera absolutely smokes returns. And so Pera will be looking to, to attack that throughout the match. Kaichikova knows a little bit something about doubles, as the two of you both do as well. So I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on that part of her game 
as well. So a lot of action coming at you tomorrow. Again, the final hardcore tune-ups for the men and the women. We'll have a full day of action starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. We're right back here with Tennis Channel Live to wrap things up. Have a great Tennis Tuesday.